0: it was on Easter morning that a group of women, as we were reminded here, with what Katie did for us this morning, where they visited the tomb. The gospel of Matthew says that they were surprised when they found it empty. Instead of finding Jesus, they found an angel. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start today by reading the story as told in the gospel of Matthew chapter 28. Here's what it says. It says, the Sabbath day was now over. It was dawn on the first day of the week, and Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. Then there was a powerful earthquake. An angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and the angel went to the tomb. He rolled back the stone, and he sat on it. His body shone like lightning. His clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. And the angel said to the women, don't be afraid. I know that you're looking for Jesus the one who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said he would. Now, do, do me a favor, and I want you to focus on that word right there, risen, okay? Because Christianity, everything we believe, when it all comes down to it, it all centers around that word. That's why we get excited. That's why we gather together. That's why we celebrate Easter Sunday. And if you're not a Christian, you're still trying to figure out this whole thing, like who is Jesus and what does Jesus mean to me? What does Jesus mean for me? And should I really believe in him? I want you to know this word is what distinguishes us from any other religion in any other part of the world. Because when you get down to it, when it comes to Christianity, it's not based just on a teaching. It's not based on moral standards. It's not based on just gaining some new enlightenment in life. No, no, no. It all comes down to an actual event. And whether or not we really believe, what happened that day in that tomb 2,000 years ago, We may not fully understand it, how it happened. I mean, there's never been a resurrection (laughs) since. We may not be able to fully wrap our minds around how this happened to be, but that's not the question. The question is, do you believe it? Do you believe it happened? So, you know, speaking of understanding and non understanding and, and believing, I gotta admit that when I was little, maybe you were like me, I, I didn't really get it. I didn't really get everything. I didn't really understand everything about Easter. I mean, I got Resurrection Sunday, I got Easter Sunday, I got the fact that the tomb was empty, Jesus came back from the dead, and I and, and I believed in that. But but my hang up, and maybe you've had this hang up before too, was the whole Good Friday. That that phrase, Good Friday. I don't know if you've ever thought about that before because what was good about that Friday? I mean, here you have, as we went through this morning, you've got a man that was arrested and, and deprived of water and sleep for 24 hours. He was beaten, he was tortured. A crown of thorns pushed into his scalp. He was whipped 39 times and he was crucified. I can understand what's good about Easter Sunday, but what's good about the Friday? And what makes it a good Friday? Why call it that? But you see, then I started to understand that everything that he went through on this weekend, he did it for me. He, he did it for you. He did it for every person in this room. And that's what makes it good news. That's what makes it a good Friday. And that's what makes the resurrection so powerful is because of what it means of what all of it means for all of us who are gathered here today because he did it for every single person in this room. Let me take you to another piece of scripture. It comes from Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12 says it this way. He says, he endured the shame of being nailed to a cross because he knew later on he would be glad that he did. He was, this blows my mind. He was glad to do it. He was glad. Why be glad to go through all of that on Easter weekend, to go through all the trauma and all the pain and everything that happened to him? Why be glad for it? And, and here's, here's why. It's because he knew. It's because he knew that even though it was Friday, the Sunday was coming, He knew that there would be an empty tomb, He knew that the resurrection was ahead. And he knew the benefits of what that would bring. the benefits that it would bring to you and to me. You see, let me ask you this question. What if there are benefits of a resurrected Jesus that we don't fully understand, that we don't fully get? Because if that's the case, and if we're not aware of what the resurrection brings to our life, and everything that God had to do, had to go through for us, if we're not taking advantage of those benefits, then man, we're just missing out. Right? We're, we, we might be missing out on so much. I hate it when I miss out on some benefits that I was supposed to receive. Let me, let me give you some examples of what I mean. Imagine for a minute that you won the lottery. Okay? Imagine. I can already tell what people are thinking. Oh, my goodness. Preacher's talking about Powerball on Easter Sunday. Okay. Everybody. Calm down. Don't tell my DS, okay? Don't tell my district superintendent, okay? But just um, let's let our imaginations run wild because I know none of y'all would do this, but imagine you bought a lottery ticket and and imagine you won, okay? Imagine you won the jackpot and you never knew it. Do you know that actually happened in Georgia? $77 million dollars. A ticket was purchased in Tallapoosa, Georgia back in 2011. It expired and was never claimed. Some of y'all are like, where was I in 2011? <laughs> Don't even try to think about it because it'll make you mad. You missed it. You blew it. That's it. It's gone. You'll never know the benefits of that. Another example. I read this article a little while back of a homeless man who died out west. Nobody knew who he was or where he was from. But when he died during the autopsy, they found out his name was Timothy Henry Gray, and what they found out next really amazed them, because what he didn't know was that he was supposed to inherit $19 million from his great aunt, who was an eccentric millionaire in New York City. He was a millionaire, and he never knew it. Think of everything he missed out on, just because he didn't know what was available to him. So let, let me just, th- those are just two examples. So what if that were you? What if you had something that was available to you, like, like uh, money or things or possessions or something? You had all these benefits, but, but you never knew it, and you blew it. That would drive me crazy. I mean, I, I get mad when I find a free Chick-fil-A coupon on my app has expired, and I didn't use it. <laughs> I'm like, I could have had some Jesus chicken with Polynesian sauce for free. Come on, you know that makes you mad too, doesn't it? You had that benefit and you blew it. You didn't know. So here's where I'm going going with this, okay? The death of Jesus, Friday was good for us. Easter Sunday is even better. And I want you to know why that is. And I want you to know what it means. Because if you don't know the benefits of why he died and why he was resurrected, then you're missing out. Okay, you're gonna miss all the benefits that come from what Jesus did and what God intends for you. So let me share that with you this morning. What's so great about Good Friday and Easter Sunday? Number one is this, and if you got your message notes open on the app, you can follow along. Number one, we get grace for our past. Okay, we get total we receive total forgiveness of everything, everything we've ever done. Even before that time when I was 16 and I put raw sardines in someone's car so that it would sit overnight. So when he got into his car the next morning for school, it stunk. Even he may not have forgiven me, but Jesus has. And I'm okay with that. You see, we get free, we get forgiveness, total forgiveness for the little things, the dumb things that we do, but even for those big things we do as well. You see, the reason his forgiveness is so powerful and has such benefits to us is because what happens is that he doesn't want us walking through life burdened. He doesn't want us carrying around all this guilt and remorse and shame. He don't want us carrying around all that baggage. He wants you, the benefit of knowing that we receive total forgiveness from a resurrected Christ is that we have a clear conscience. And when I have a clear conscience, guess what? I'm able to serve him more. I'm able to live into his purpose. I'm able to know God more intimately. And I'm able to know what he wants for me next. A greater reminder of his love. Look at what Colossians 2.14 says. It says, he, Jesus canceled the record of charges against us. Now, in this version, some of the translations actually say that it includes all those times that we didn't follow what the Bible has told us to do. All those rules in the Bible. And you know what? There are a lot of things, and there's a long list. In fact, a few weeks ago, we talked about the Ten Commandments. Let me walk through just a couple of those and just see how well we stack up, okay, with keeping the rules that the Bible lays out for us. Number one is that there should be no other gods in our lives. Let me ask you this. I want you to participate. I want everybody to raise their hands. Have you ever been so excited about something you gave it a little too much attention? Let me see. Raise your hands if you give something. Yes, yes. Every single hand ought to be up in. I just, I do this all the time. I go overboard, especially with the sports. In fact, this past week I went to see the Atlanta Braves play, Go Braves. And while I was there, have you seen all the gold merchandise from the World Series? (laughs) Too much, people, too much. I went a little overboard while I was there. But that's what we do, right? Sometimes we give things too much attention, and sometimes they get even more attention than God. That's an idol in our life. Let's, let's keep it going. How about the one that says, don't lie? How many of you have ever told a lie before in your life? Let's see, raise your hand, stretch your tooth. Okay, that's not enough hands. If somebody's not raising their hand around you, you look at them, call them a liar right here. <laughs> Tell a liar, you're lying in church on Easter morning. We're going to have an altar call. I expect you to come down front. We've all lied before. We've all stretched the truth. How about the one that says, don't steal? I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hands on that one. But how many times have you borrowed something and you forgot to give it back, it's still at your house? Or how about this one? How about you accidentally packed that hotel towel in your luggage, mm-hmm. Ooh, I think I hit a nerve on that one. How many of y'all got Ridge pins in your purse or in your car right now? I think I nailed every one of y'all in here with that one. (laughs) How about the one that says, don't take God's name in vain? Be honest. How many of you have let a bad word slip? That time you rear-ended somebody on Veterans Parkway? Remember that time you hit your thumb with the hammer? Remember that time your team lost and what you said and how you had to apologize later? And y'all, that's just four of the commandments. We still got six more to go. But if you add all those up and you check that off, you know what that makes us? That makes us a bunch of stealing, lying, foul-mouthed idolaters. Welcome to the ridge. (laughs) Y'all are all a bunch of liars in here. But here's my point, and I do have a point. Even with all our faults, read what happens next in this verse. It says, And he took it away, all of them, big, small, everything, and he nailed it to the cross. You see, Jesus paid that debt that you can't pay. You can't pay. His death and resurrection paid for everything you've ever done. Every mistake, every sin, every weird comment that you've ever made that hurt other people's feelings or made people feel awkward, every weakness, every thought that you've had said or did that was wrong, total forgiveness. And the beauty of this, what makes this so amazing is that it's free. He went through all. Imagine you. We're we're totally not like this because when we do something, when we go out of our way for other people, what do we expect? We expect something in return, don't we? We expect a payment, but that's not what Jesus does. Jesus goes through all of that. It says that He was glad to do it. Why? So that you would be forgiven. And it's a gift. It's His grace. It's by grace that we're forgiven. And what grace means is that it's a gift to you. You don't deserve it, you can't pay for it, and you can't be good enough for it. But yet, that's what you receive. That's the benefit you get from a Good Friday and an Easter morning. The second thing we get is we get healing power, we get grace for the present. We get grace for right now. We get his healing power in our life. Easter, what Easter does is it demonstrates just how powerful our God is. You know what? There's nothing more powerful. And I know we've seen some powerful things happen in our world through our lifetime and before our lifetime. There is nothing more powerful than raising yourself back to life. It's the most powerful event in history. In fact, it's such an overwhelming event. It's how we designate time. We split time before B.C. and A.D after this risen event. And what makes this even more incredible is that that power, that resurrecting power has been given to us. Check out this verse from Ephesians. It says this also pray that you will understand, this is Paul talking to the church, Paul talking to you today. I hope you understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. And here's what that reminds us, is that the benefit of Jesus being raised from the dead means that his power has been given to you and to me to help us through our life. And don't we need the help? Don't we need help? So let me ask you, knowing this benefit, that we receive help, his power right here in the grace for our present. Let me ask, where do you need a resurrection? Let me ask you this way. What is dying in your life right now? Where might you be looking at your life and you're saying, I need a resurrecting power right here in 2022. I need it right here in this moment in my life. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe your marriage is slowly dying and you're just like, I need your power in my present right now, God. Maybe it's your energy level and you're just dragging every day and you just can't seem to make it through. Maybe that's because you're living on your power, not God's power. Our power runs out. God's power is supernatural. And let's be honest, it takes more than just energy drinks to get us through the day sometimes. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're afraid of something that just seems to be too difficult uh, in life and you just need power and you need strength to be able to face it. Where, Where does that kind of power come from? Listen, I believe that God may have brought some of you here today so that you could hear him say this to you. Are you ready? Something is going wrong in your life. Something is dying in your life and he wants you to know this. Don't give up. Look up don't give up, look up, look up, God has brought you this far, look up to him and receive the power that he wants to give you in this moment, in other words, don't quit, Because I truly believe that if God can raise Jesus from the grave, that his power can bring life to a dead marriage, right? If God can raise Jesus, his power can raise a dead friendship, a dead career, a dead dream. His power can raise that part of your life that just seems to be dying on the vine. That's the kind of God we serve, and that's the kind of power that's been made available to us through the death and the resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. That power is for you today. So we get grace for our past, forgiveness. We get grace for our presence. We receive our resurrecting power right now, right here. And then number three, we get it to receive an eternal home. We get grace for our future, which means we have an eternal home waiting for us. You see, the benefit of the death and resurrection of Jesus is that we understand that there's more than just this life. Thank goodness, right? There is more than this life. Death is not the end. And then to prove this to us, God raises Jesus back. Jesus raises himself from the grave as if to say, I raised myself from the grave, I'll raise you too. That's the promise we have. In fact, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is in John 11 when when it talks about Lazarus and Jesus makes this bold claim and he says, I am the one who raises the dead to life. That's what Jesus said. He's telling everybody before his death and resurrection has even come, he's telling everybody, I have that power. I have grace for the future, future beyond death. Jesus makes this claim about himself. And you know how we know that he's telling the truth in John 11? Because he does it right then and there for Lazarus. Y'all remember the story of Lazarus? Lazarus is in the grave, in the tomb. He's been in there for three days. In fact, he's been in there so long, by the time that Jesus arrives, they don't even roll the stone away because they said he might smell. In fact, the King James Version says, he stinketh. I'm not even joking. You can go look that up. But then Jesus, he stands in front of that tomb. And he says, Lazarus, come out. And some theologians have said, thank goodness Jesus remembered to say his name. (laughs) There would have been a whole lot of commotion that day in the graveyard. And not only did Jesus bring Lazarus back to life in that point, but then he did it for himself. Just a few chapters later, And we know he did it because he walked around. He had 40 days with his disciples where he met with them and he met with other people and everybody saw him and he proved himself. So we believe him when he says this next part of John chapter 11. He says, Everyone who has faith in me will live, even if they die. And everyone who lives because of faith in me will never really die. Do you believe this? And that's the question. That's the question that rolls around in everybody's minds as we gather across the world today to celebrate a risen Christ. Do you believe it? Do you believe that you receive the benefit of eternity with God, that there's more than just this life? Because, you you know what, here's what happens if you do believe this, and I hope you do, what it does is it gives us hope, and we need hope, don't we? We need hope so badly because the things of this world and the people and the places and everything that we tend to put our hope in, they just fail us over and over and over again. You see, we all have a need to put our hope into something that can never be taken away from us. Truth is, I can lose everything in this life, everything. It can all be taken away from me in a split second, but my relationship with Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, my best friend, is forever. You see, Jesus is that hope that we desperately need. And you see, the Easter weekend story, it gives us hope that there's more than just this life. We have a better, eternal life that waits for us. You know, the Bible doesn't go into depth too much on what heaven looks like what that eternal glory will be like. Because uh, honestly, we have nothing to compare it to. Our minds cannot wrap our, we just can't wrap ourselves around what eternity is, how great it's gonna be or what it's gonna look like. It would be like, it's, it's almost the same as saying you're going to inherit that $77 million that we talked about at the beginning of the We don't know what that looks like. So it's hard to wrap our minds around that because we have no idea what that looks like. And if you do, come talk to me because I want to teach you about the biblical principle of tithing. Okay, <laughs> anyway, I'm teasing. Not really. <laughs> but we cannot begin to wrap our minds around what Jesus has in store for our future. It's going to be that great. It's amazing, and it's good news. All of this is good news. Because of the death and resurrection of Jesus, we have reason to celebrate today and every day. Because Jesus has forgiven us for everything we've ever done. We have grace for the past. He gives us his resurrecting power right here, right now. We have grace for the present And he promised us eternity with him to a place that's even too great to be explained or to even understand. We have grace for the future. So for those of you who believe in Jesus, and you're here and you're just, man, you're just happy for an Easter morning. I hope that today has reminded you of what his resurrection really means and the benefits that we receive from the death and resurrection of Christ. And for those of you who aren't sure what you believe, but you're thinking this morning, you're like, I really want to know how to receive those benefits. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. That's what it takes. And that's the question we ask on Easter morning. Do you believe? And I'd love the opportunity to pray with you right now if you haven't accepted Christ, to receive Christ. Jesus wants a relationship with every single person, and he wants to deepen his relationship with every person in here because he has so much to give you. He has so much for you. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you for your death and resurrection. We thank you for the benefits, God, that we receive. And God, it's because of these things and so much more that we have reason to celebrate you each and every day, not just on Easter Sunday, but every day. And Jesus, I just pray for anyone in here that might not know you as Lord and Savior. And if that's you today and you'd like to accept Jesus and you would like to accept the benefits that he provides right here, right now, then pray this with me. Just pray say, Jesus I don't want to go through life not knowing you. I don't want to go through life not knowing the blessings that you bring. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for wanting to be with me. And Jesus, as much as I know how, I want to follow you. Please forgive me and come into my life. I want to serve the one who died on the cross and rose again so that I can have hope. Jesus, I thank you for anyone who may have prayed that prayer for the first time today. And Jesus, just again, thank you so much for dying for us and the benefits that come from your resurrection. Thank you for the reminder that we have been forgiven. God, I I pray that we would not leave here today with any guilt or regret, but God, that we would live into the freedom that comes through you. And God, I thank you for the power that you give us each and every day to resurrect dead things in our lives, to bring new life God, would you take those areas that we we need your work, God, we need your supernatural power, God, would you just take them from us today? And may we trust you with that area. And Jesus, we thank you for the promise. And we thank you for the hope of eternity with you. God, for all these reasons and many more, we love you and we give you our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen.